0: way of courageous conversations. We'll look at that in our coaching tip for the week. And in our interview segment, we have Aisha Krumbein, a nonprofit executive, entrepreneur, coach, and educator. We hope that you enjoy this episode today. And remember, something powerful resides within you. I'm here to support you in seeing it and creating it. Today, we're taking a look at courageous conversations as our coaching tip for the week. What's in the way of courageous conversations? For me, many times in my life, I think of all of the things that I wish I had said after the moment passes. You know that moment when you're in a room full of executives and you're sitting at the table and you're slightly sweating because you see something and you want to say something, but you're afraid. There's all of these beliefs in your head about what will be said about what you say. Is it the right thing to say? Am I gonna be made fun of for what I say? Or am I just gonna be shut down altogether and feel like everything I contributed is insignificant? Anybody else feel this way? (laughs) Well, what I notice about courageous conversations is it takes a couple things. The first thing is what is the thing that I can't live without saying? I often think about if I were to walk away today and never be heard again, what's the one thing that I want people to hear in this conversation? The second thing is, in the moment, breathe. Breath will always center you in the moment and give you space and time to stretch out that moment and be able to get clear about what you want to say. And number three, practice. Every single time I've spoken my truth, it's gotten easier in every room I show up in. Now, I'm not afraid of saying something in a room full of 300 people, whereas before, I might have been really afraid of saying one thing to that executive in a room by myself. Courageous conversations. Hey everybody, welcome to Powerful Women in Change. Today I have Aisha Crumbine with me. This fantastic lady and I met during a certified Dare to Lead training at Brene Brown. She is fire and passion and heart and love and glow. And she runs this Crumbine Education Consulting Firm, which we'll talk about. She is also a certified dare to lead facilitator, like I am. We're both certified through Brene Brown. And she's a nonprofit executive and entrepreneur. So, thanks for being with us today. What do you want to talk about? Did you really just punt that to me? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we said we would play. So, I love it. <laughs> she's like, uh, <laughs> oh my no. God. Yeah, okay. Let me let me ask you a real question. I, I like, can do yeah, it. Let's see. Me question. If
1: you just give me a question, then I'm like, we can just go. Yeah, okay. Let's go. What inspired
0: you to create Crumbine Education Consulting? Oh, I
1: ran from it for a long
0: time. Like,
1: I ran. Um, I was driving home one day from a job that I was in, and I was like, this just can't be it. Like, this just, this this cannot be it. Um, And I had said for a long time, I was like, I'm not a builder. I'm not a start-your-own kind of thing. That's not the kind of person I am. And I asked myself four questions on the way home, one question, the first one was like, what do I just really, really love to do? And the second question was, what am I insanely good at for no good reason, right? Like not because I went to school for it, not because I, somebody taught it to me. It's just like my natural gift. And the third one was like, what would I do? if I could jump out of bed every day and do it and nobody would pay me, like what would I like be really excited to do? And then the fourth question, I was like, okay, who's going to pay me for that? <laughs> like, what are, like what are the things that like my life has uniquely positioned me to do and who needs that? And I was literally on a 30 minute drive home. It just came to me. It was like, you love bringing the calm. You love kind of walking into chaotic situations and like bringing everything down and providing clarity and I had been I taught in everywhere, like public, private, charter. I was like, I know a whole lot about schools and education. And parents are really frantic about choosing the right schools for their kids. I can help them with that. And that was the beginning. And it has evolved tremendously over time. But that 30-minute car ride, I walked in the door and I was like, I know what I'm doing next.
0: And my husband was like, oh, Lord, here we go. <laughs> here we go with all the play. Here, here we go. Thanks for sharing that piece because what I was thinking about where you're speaking with your education background is how did you know to ask all those questions of yourself? I wish I knew the answer to that question.
1: I, <laughs> I, I really don't know. It was like I, I talked to myself in the car because it's mm-hmm. quiet, at mm-hmm. least that time. I didn't have any children in the backseat. Um, <laughs> I was trying to tune into myself, right? And it was just like what, what would you want to know before you took the next step? And those were the questions that just came out.
0: So it sounds like an innate intuition and also curiosity. Yeah. I'm super curious about what's next for you.
1: Yeah. I also think I'm, I think as like, that was back in 2013. So that was some time, time ago. I think what I have found is that I've kind of figured out my pillars, my four pillars for how I make decisions when I feel like I am at my best and that was just the beginning of it.
0: Mm. Tell me more about your four pillars. I was asking myself, like,
1: what do I want to be known for? What do I feel like I'm really good at? And the first one was like clarity, right? Mm. Like just getting really clear on who I am, what I want to do. When I talk to people, it is always about like clarity and helping people tune into themselves and take out all the crap. I don't know if we're mm-hmm. on here. So I'm gonna try mm-hmm.
0: out. You, yes, bring it. <laughs>
1: Okay, to clear out all the crap and to get back to like the essential. So that first C is clarity. Okay. The second one is connection.
0: Mm.
1: And I think we thrive on connection, right? We, and we call it a relationship and that gets kind of murky. But I think of connection as like connection with myself and connection with other people. So there's an in connection where it's like, I need to sit with myself sometimes and just listen Like, what is going on with you, Aisha? And so that connection with myself and then being able to connect outwardly with others. The third is create. Mm. Because I think like, that's when you do, right? Like there's this, we can have all the ideas and all the desires, but if we don't create, we feel like something is missing, right? So like there is this, and I don't know if it's whether it's poetry or you're creating a business or whether you're creating, I don't know, whatever it is that you like to create, like something about, Using what we have to make something just feels like heaven, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the fourth one is courage. So ah. You already know uh, us, we we, we you know we feel about our courage. You just can't, <laughs> you can't do anything without it, right? You can't you can't get clarity. You can't get connection. You can't create without courage. It's at the base of everything. Everything you know. We could talk about that forever. So we're just, I'm going to stop there on that.
0: Well, and, and we will, because actually, I mean, it's super clear, Aisha. So I love that you're giving people like four C's is really easy. Write it down, put it on a post-it note. That's what I was like. I need to put it in
1: a graphic. Can, like maybe that'll be the thing that people can be like, oh, I want to see this framework that she has. And they can, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll put it together in this pretty diagrammy thing. And then people can print it out and put it on their fridge.
0: I love all four of them because I'm, I'm remembering when we, when we met and um, what what people don't know is like during the training, they invite you to just kind of show up in the room and pick wherever you're going to sit. We weren't assigned seats. We didn't know. And I sat down and you sat down right next to me. And I remember thinking, number one, we were both probably terrified. I was terrified. I was like, why am I here? (laughs) What am I doing? I signed up for this massive training course with Brene Brown, who is, you know, Brené. my idol. And, <laughs> and and now we're going to get a crash course on how to go, go give all her research to the world. And I remember just your presence next to me, which speaks to the, the connection. There was a peace and an elegance about you as we sat next to each other.
1: So you you know, I, here's what's here's funny about that is I had been going through this, like, what the hell am I supposed to be doing with myself? Mm-hmm. Like leading up until that, like leading up into that training, I was just like, I don't know. And I know that I can't resist and I know that I can't like try to force or think my way through. So I'm just going to sit here and wait till it happens. And when I got like the notice about the training, I was, I literally started crying because I was like, finally, like finally the clarity was there. And so by the time I was in the room, I was like, I know I'm supposed to be in here. So I'm just going to like soak it all up.
0: I love it because that's the thing. That's the other thing people don't know. It was highly competitive for us to get in and to be there. It was sort of like, I mean, you were over there rocking courage and I was like, am I really supposed to be here? <laughs> like, <laughs> Did I make a mistake? I don't know. All these people seem really cool. But what I love is that you owned your power. And that's what I'm speaking to is the courage that it took to own that and to show up. And you were super kind and just right away, I could tell that you were a powerful woman that was already disrupting the world. And then the fact that you chose to take this extra training on to bring it forward was amazing. Yeah. Thank um, you. I'd love to know more about uh, how do you see courage working right now in what's going on in this crazy world? I mean, COVID, social unrest. You, you know what I think it is? I actually think
1: what we are dealing with now is the result of lacking courage. Mm. Right. Like what we are experiencing is the realization or the manifestation of people being afraid and letting fear go first. Mm. Right. And when you let go fear go first, you're not courageous enough to speak up. You're not courageous enough to say, you know what, actually, that's not okay with me. And I think when you deny your courage, you do lose your voice and you do lose your power for such a long time. I think what we are living in right now is the Hulk smash of like, oh, no, you let me help you find your voice because you need it. Right. Like you were Mm -hmm. given that voice and you were given that that gift and that opinion to do something with it. And you've been you've been kind of quiet on it for a while. And that, it does not want to be suppressed. So I think we are living in a space where it's like, let's level set. Let's really unleash our courage. Let's lift our voices and let's speak up and let's be brave and call shit out so we don't have to do this again.
0: Man, super powerful. How do you keep yourself sourced during that conversation? Because what I'm present to is you always practice courage and you have probably your whole life. And that doesn't mean that you don't get afraid of things, I'm sure. But I'm curious about what it takes to keep practicing that and also take care of yourself.
1: Hmm. So first, I've not been courageous all my life. <laughs> I, I, I grew up in a house where there was one, one voice and that was my mama's, right? There's no, there was no other voice in the house. And so I really had to learn how to speak up for myself and how to be courageous and be brave in all kinds of situations. I think it is an everyday practice. Mm -hmm. It is an everyday practice for me. And I think the more you practice it, the more you realize when you're out of alignment. It's easier to realize when you're out of alignment, right? If If you are not used to exercising your courage or saying, you know what, like, ooh, this decision feels uncomfortable to me. Does it feel uncomfortable because I am afraid or does it feel uncomfortable because it is not in alignment with who I am? And being able to distinguish between the two of those makes it easier for you to identify that like, oh, this is fear, right? This is this thing is meant for me, but the little gremlins in my head are trying to keep me small. Okay, I can recognize that when that happens, let me dig deep and let me take just the first step, whatever that first thing is. Like, And, and I think sometimes when we think about being courageous, we think about the whole last journey. Mm-hmm. you don't need to think mm-hmm. about the whole journey you just need, like almost like keep your head down and take that first step Right, one step is one and that's an everyday practice and sometimes I totally botch it and I'm like oh <laughs> I'm gonna have to learn that lesson again <laughs> next time if you like it's like oh if you don't learn the lesson the first time don't worry it's coming back around oh yeah every time Yeah, make sure. Yeah, it's like, oh, you missed that one. I'll give you a chance to do that over. One more time. Here you go. (laughs) Yeah. And then eventually you're like, you know what? I'll be damned. I'm not doing that again. Let me let me figure this out so I can move on to the next thing.
0: Yeah. Well, and what I hear in that is like there becomes this point where it's like, this shall be, or I'm no longer willing, whatever that conversation is for for the practice. Tell me about your team. Like I have it, you're a very powerful woman. You're a, a badass mom. So nobody does it alone. <laughs> so who's on your team? Oh, oh, you when you said team at
1: first, I was like, teen. What team? <laughs> You're like me. Do I
0: have
1: a you team? Crazy me. <laughs> crazy, crazy me. That's the fifth C. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I mean I I am about to make some hires for that very reason because you can't do it alone. Mm. Um, holy smokes. I could not do anything without my husband. And I don't technically pay him, but I guess I kind of do.
0: <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> you <didn't cut> <laughs> But I mean, I just couldn't do anything, right? Like I, at one point I was running like weekly webinars and it was on the family calendar and he knew like between six and eight on Sundays, I need you to like, you got the kids, you got whatever. He is like, we used to joke, he would always make a great stay at home parent. And now he is a stay at home parent. And I'm like, great. You are like a beast at that. I love working. So we are like rollover. So I'm the husband in the house. It's like our running joke. And he's the wife nice. and he does all the white. So anytime people are complaining about what their husbands are doing, I'm like, oh shoot, is that me? I need to check that. And I brought somebody on who helps me with like my webinar work, who just like helps in some of the operations fronts. Um, and she is a lifesaver. Holy smokes. But I'm about to make some additional hires because I'm going to the next level and I got I need more support. I don't have to do it all by myself.
0: Well, I'm wondering what you would say to people who are actually resisting getting support because I love that you're like, I'm doing it and I'm doing it now. But there's some people who won't get it and maybe it's an unwillingness, but it's also a fear. Uh, that was me yesterday. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that was, that was me yesterday. I was having a conversation with my husband last night and I was just like, I was sitting at the kitchen counter like this and I was just like, I can't. I can't because the things that I am missing, the things that I'm trading off are like, I enjoy doing my morning pages. I enjoy working out. And when I start my day that way, I'm like, yeah, I can do all the things. And then balls start dropping. (laughs) And I'm like, (laughs) so then I can't do that. Right. And I, and I woke up this morning and I was just like, I am going to, here's what I need. I need a social media manager. I need a VA. And first thing this morning, actually, I, Texted one last night. I was like, I need a social media manager. And she was like, me? I was like, bet I'm going to send you over a job description tomorrow. And then this morning, I woke up and texted a person who I know is in the VA sphere and was like, I think I need a VA. I don't even know what I need a VA to do, but I know that you know, so I need you to tell me what things I should be outsourcing. And that person, she and I are going to have a call and she's going to help me get my whole life together. And I'm like, with the things that I will be able to take off of my plate, I can focus on the things that are uniquely mine to do that live in my strengths, Mm -hmm. and it will work out.
0: Yeah. Well, and speaking of what's uniquely yours to do and your strengths, what's the thing that you want to disrupt the most in the world with your work and with who you are? I want to help people
1: show up as themselves. Mm. Like, that's, that's... like a it, my I'm a big strings finder fan right and and my top ones are like all you know it's individualization, relator, empathy, activator and uh ideator, and it's like all about helping people get really clear on who they are, what their gifts are, and then you know almost pushing them out the window like that's my activator I mean it's like, come on, like the world needs your gifts, right like the world needs you to show up imperfectly as yourself. And when you do that, then you just unlock this new way of being, right? Like this abundance, this joy and this fulfillment that you will not get otherwise. That's my thing. Like that's me at my core. And as much as I can do that every single day, I'm like, great. If I don't ever have to sign a payroll so somebody else can do that so I can spend more time with people on that part, on empowering them and helping them create and feel courageous with their lives every day, all day.
0: Mm. That's so beautiful. What do you think? uh, I'm just, I'm still present to the word grace and courage, and it's kind of all, you know, it's it's like my DNA strands. It's like, yeah, it's 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 like literally in the space. I'm (laughs) like, it's here. But to me, that, that means some version of spirituality or the universe or whatever you deem as the thing. And what do you think that your purpose is here on earth?
1: Oh, I think that, I think that is my purpose. Like I, my word is like unleashed, Mm -hmm. right? Like it's like my gift is in unleashing people, right? And like helping them just be who they were meant to be, right? And encouraging them and supporting them. So like, like that's what the four C's is all about, right? It's like helping people get clarity, Helping people connect with themselves and bring their gifts to the world and connect with others, helping them to create like whatever it is, like create space for yourself, create that thing that you want to bring forth to the world. It's like bear fruit, right? And to be courageous with your life. Like that's it in a nutshell. Like the four C's is is like, that's my gift to the world. (sighs) Yeah.
0: People are going to walk away with that. This is a little bit of a cliche question, but I love it what would you tell the 20-year-old version of yourself if you had to go back in time, a time machine, and say, hey, I got something to tell you? What would you say? Trust yourself.
1: Because I think think we all come out with our gifts, and we either spend our lives covering them up with what other people think we're supposed to do, or we tune into it and walk that walk. Right. And as a parent, I look at my job in parenting It's like my job is to teach my kids, to make room for my kids and to teach them how to make room for themselves. Right. So like I'm like, whatever you're interested in, let's feed it because maybe that's your thing. But my assumption is that they came into this world with and on purpose. And my job is not to tell them what to be. It's just to make room for them to like blossom into those people. So, you know, if I was going back to my 20 year old self. There are things that I can look back on now, and you're like, "Oh, I knew that. I just didn't know that. All right? Like, I didn't know that there was a space for me in that way." Girl, just just trust yourself. What, what does your gut say? You know, do that.
0: <laughs> awesome. Have you answered that question for yourself? Have I answered that question for myself? No, I haven't. I've I've been interviewing people. <laughs> I guess let's see. I was like, no, but wait, I want to know what you would say. I think it would be along the lines of trust, but it would also be have more fun. Just don't yeah. take yourself so seriously. i mean, Hello. I take myself so damn seriously. And I'm like, and you know, I'm a fun person, but you wouldn't know it half the time <laughs> with how serious I make everything. And and I think as I grow older as well, you know, I'm turning 40 in March and I'm, I'm super excited. Welcome to the club. Welcome. I am actually really, really excited. And what I notice is that it's just that, like, you realize that it's all about presence in the moment and whatever you can choose in the moment. So for me, it's all about fun. Just having a good time. Not working so hard. Having a fun
1: time. I might have told myself to do some other fun things in college, but we won't talk about
0: that. I mean, we could. (laughs) Through the lens of trusting yourself. (laughs) Woo-hoo. Listen, I'd have had a
1: whole lot of fun in college. I was like, I was just, I wasn't like super serious, but I was like, oh, I don't want God to strike me down. So let me just not do that. And then <laughs> I thought I'd have been like, you gotta, you gotta get on and have me some fun. It's the only time you're going to have a free pass. So but- <laughs> really, <laughs> that's what we say. For real, for real. College.
0: Well, that's actually, I mean, it's partly why we're, we're building this series, right? It's for people that are in that age range that are like, they're getting ready to level up. And, and, you know, and talking about courage, I love that that's one of your four C's is what does it take and what will you do? And, and, um, I love just everything you've said today and your advice for, for people in that age range that are looking to level up their life. Can I share one more
1: tidbit? Cause I think it's my favorite thing that I, that I'm like learning to articulate is I think one of the most important things we can do is to like learn our gremlins
0: Ah well you will you explain what that means? Some people don't know so, what gremlins are. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um like <laughs> it, I, I always do like this when I talk about gremlins because I think about the little devil on your shoulder that's like and like it's the voice you hear in your head when you have the choice to be brave or to not be brave. It is it is the voice that says, "Oh, you know, who? What makes you think you can be an entrepreneur? Or what makes you think they're going to hire you? Or like, you know, you're too dark skinned to do that? Or you know, people aren't going to pay you that kind of money? Like, those are your gremlins, Mm -hmm. right? And the the tip is one is to like recognize them, like to know." When you hear that voice, just as clearly as you know your own voice, because sometimes what you are hearing is like seeds of doubt that people have this unintentionally have just been planted in your ear for forever. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the tip is to go, oh, I, I hear this gremlin and then reprogram it. Right. Like for every crazy thing you hear, you should have something on this side that's like. I am like a beautiful Black woman. This gremlin is trying to make me small. But look, I am the gift, honey. Like, let's be clear, right? And this voice over here is like, what makes you think you could be an entrepreneur? On this side, you should hear, you were given that desire for a reason. Trust it, right? Like, you've got to reprogram your gremlins. Like, know them and reprogram them. And if you can do that, whoa.
0: Well, and I even hear it's so beautiful because I hear that some people might get stuck in the fa- like even noticing that they are gremlins mm. and not relating to them as truth. I was uh, I was recording a video for some
1: people in our program, and I was like, "Here's how you know if it's a gremlin: if it doesn't grow you or it judges you,
0: it's mm. a gremlin. Mm-hmm.
1: Like if you if you listen to it and it makes you feel small, it makes you feel inferior, or it requires you to judge yourself or it makes you judge yourself." And that's a gremlin, right? So you've got to reprogram it with something that speaks life, that gives yourself grace, right? That that makes you feel brave. And that's the reprogramming side.
0: Yeah. And with support, it takes work. Yeah. Right? yeah. And, find, and find people who talk to you like your
1: support side, not your gremlins. Like that's how you can weed out some people who you think are your friends. You're like, you know, every time I hear your voice, you sound like a gremlin. <laughs> We can't be friends.
0: Exactly. <laughs> I, think, I think I'm done with that. <laughs> I can't yeah. hang out with you anymore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Surrounding yourself with people that you want to be lifted up yeah. by. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Well, listen, we're going into a big year. And if you had a megaphone that you had to make a statement leading all of humanity into 2021, the megaphone is yours. What would you say?
1: That is not a soup question.
0: <laughs>
1: mm. Everything you want is available to you. Everything. And if you believe it and go do it or take one step to do it, you can have everything you want for yourself.
0: Simple and beautiful. Yeah. Aisha, thank you so much. You're a powerhouse and you're fun. You're feisty and I love you so much. And I'm so honored that you would be here and share your wisdom and brilliance with people that are looking up to you. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Speaking is an original podcast hosted by me, Elena Armijo, and produced by the following amazing team. Sam DeSanto in Creative Direction, Meg McCarley, Brand Designer in Social Media, Rye Taylor, Podcast Design Strategist and Producer, Rajan Noh, Business Writer, John Beethan, President Imagine Podcasting, and music by J. Aaron Boykin. Thank you so much for joining us.